0: Right. Andrew, are you back in? I am back in. Yes. Okay. And then, will you want me to stop the recording before you leave your phone number at the end, or? Um. So it's okay. It's a, I don't mind okay. leaving my number on there. Okay. Um, okay. I'll, yeah. Alright. Okay. I'll I'll start the recording now, and and then then you can start your twenty minutes. Okay. Maybe I'll. Okay. And and maybe you'll give me a can you give me a reminder like at uh, five minutes or something like that. Five minutes. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, that's correct. All right. Thanks, Thank you. Okay. Um, The recording has started. Yes, hello. My name is Andrew, and I am a compulsive overeater, and I'm very grateful to get to share my uh, story with you guys tonight, and um, I uh, just for some facts, um, my weight um, currently, it's about 150, but my top weight was about 175, so the food was never, it didn't add tremendous amounts of weight to my body. What was really going on was this obsession, a compulsion, and um, isolation, and terrible depression, and, and, and even desperation, but I would play so much basketball, and, and um, you know, I, I would lift weights, and I was always into, like, keeping in shape, so I would perspire, and I didn't put on a lot of weight but i i carried a, a hundreds of pounds of baggage and um, i would sneak and eat and um i um i, mean, I grew up in a family that, that we didn't really have a, a, a very strong sense of religion um i think my dad was sometimes you know kind of sort of an atheist and um so uh, and my parents were um you know, they struggled uh, separated when i was eight divorced when i was 12 and um It was was a lot of chaos, Uh, a lot of, like, arguing, and uh, it was not the most pleasant environment. Um, But I could always count on food. The cabinets were never locked and the refrigerator was never locked. And so I learned, you know, watching my parents, um, that food could be counted on. And and so if anything, if if, if there was a God, it was food. And so I would, um, you know, just go to it. And then it would comfort me. And when I was so sad, and it would keep me company, when I was lonely, and when I was overly excited, it would calm me down, and when I was bored, you know, it just did everything, and it worked. Um, Halloween was my favorite holiday, you know, I'd try to get as much time pounding the pavement as I could, and um, I would go out with uh, friends after eating dinner, and we lived in New Jersey, so we'd all end up at a diner, and everyone would order, like, a little of this, a little of that, and I would have the such-and-such deluxe, you know, which was my second dinner, and then after I got home, I'd go for some more food, and, and I just loved to eat. It was, it was wonderful, um, you know. But after a while, I, you know, friends could be rejecting, and sometimes I felt uh, very insecure and like uh, I didn't feel smart. And often, so I found uh, a couple of buddies named Ben and Jerry, and if I just stayed in with them and the television, maybe some something sweet to eat. You know, they didn't reject me. They were always accepting and loving. And after a while, my friends, they weren't really calling me to invite me out that much anyway, but that's fine. I don't really need them. I got my buddies right here. So things started to progress. Um, And uh, I can remember things getting kind of ugly. On one occasion, I was, I I couldn't not binge at night. And I'd wake up in the morning feeling horrendous and promise that I wouldn't do it again. And then I would certainly do it again. And once I was, um, You know, I had a lot of solutions. Let me say that first. I had a lot of solutions. One one of them was I was going to study psychology, and one of the solutions was going to be yoga, which I got very into and actually proved to be very helpful, but it didn't really solve the problem of my compulsive overeating. And I remember, um, you know, I uh, I got into a graduate program. I was going to become a clinical psychologist, and uh, then um, I decided I, I wanted to become a yogi instead. So I moved out to Massachusetts to live in a a, a, a yoga center, and um, but people said, "Listen, if you really want to learn with this yogi's teaching, you got to work your program. You got to work your twelve-step program." So I used to kind of slip out the back door and go to meetings in town. I had already uh, been introduced to meetings, and um, uh, you know, well before that. Um, but I moved to Massachusetts in about 1990, and I remember uh, going out and binging at times and, and I said to myself, gosh, you know, you can binge while you're in the car, but just don't, like, do it while you're driving because this is getting dangerous. You know, you got a french fry, you reach down, and I reach down and grab it. The horn beeps at me. People are crossing the street. Maybe they look at me funny. So I, I committed to myself, listen, I'm not going to eat while I'm driving. And that lasted at least a day before I was, you know, just right there again. Like, I couldn't stop it. I didn't have that control. And it felt terrible to know I was out of control. It made feel terribly insecure. Um, I tried many different approaches to uh, deal with it. I was jogging in the morning, and I tried bets. And, um, but it was just an awful experience. And I realized at a certain point that I didn't really form intimate relationships with other people the way some others did. You know, people, after a long time together, they might cry and hug. I'm going to miss you. I feel terrible. And, and for me, it was just like goodbye. And they said goodbye to me. I didn't have these kinds of connections. And, and I realized later on that, of course not, I was an addict. An addict always puts their substance in between them and, and their relationships, and the substance comes first. And that was food for me. So, um, you know, it was it was really what got me to change was desperation. I was in OA, and I had been in there since uh, 1990, I believe, and, and in 1997 I was living out in Massachusetts, and there was this group called HOW, and they stood for Honesty, Open Mindedness, and Willingness, that's what HOW stands for. Um, big book and they, they were doing no sugar no flour weighed and measured uh, food from uh, a food plan and three phone calls a day three meetings or more a week you know I get a sponsor call each day you know it was just like incredibly intense and I found the group very uh, just kind of intense but um, so I resisted it for a long time until I reached that point of terrible desperation where I said listen I'll do anything you know I, 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 can't, I can't do this anymore I was having thoughts of how life was not worth it and just not uh, I wasn't enjoying the, the process so anyway yeah you know, I got with that program and I've been absent since 1997 um, so I, I was in program about seven years before I got absent got absent and now it's been uh, I guess it's like 22 23 years um, and um, my life is, is, a, is a very different story and I just want to tell you I guess you know I, I covered what I was like and what happened to change me it was really desperation and continuing to stay in program, even though I couldn't get it. I saw some people getting, seemed seem to get it quickly and here I am seven years. <laughs> I did not see to get it, but I started to study the big book and, uh, and today, um, you know, I have a different life. I, I really, uh, for, for the most part, I am happy and joyous and free. And, and I feel like the promises of the program have come true. Um, there are prayers that I use, like the third-step prayer and the seventh-step prayer. You know, you know, these are with me daily. And um, I just, um, you know, I won't read the prayers right now, but there are also some slogans that really helped me. Halt, first things first, live and let live, resign from the debating society, I sought through knowledge of God's will for me and the power to carry it out. You know, there are pages from the big book that I still read every morning, page 69, page 86, I find helpful. Um, and I'm I'm just very grateful. I have a, a wife and a son. I've got a business. I live in in uh, Long Island. And uh, right now things are a little bit tense, as you guys probably know, not just here but in other places too. And um, you know I'm just taking it one day at a time. I'm working my program. I read in the big book that you know soldiers go out to war and they bring their God with them. I learned how to have another God. My God was food. It it, it worked for a while, and eventually I had to, like, give it up and find another God. And then people said, find a higher power that works for you. And that's what I did. And at first it may have been the group, but then I realized people in the group can always let me down sometimes, but there's only one... there's a power that's always with me, always ready to help me, that loves me, cares for me, and that's that's the God of my understanding. And uh, today it really is the center of my life. And um, I... uh, You know, I'm just not... Interested in uh, in binging? It's just like it has no appeal to me because what I what I taste is so much sweeter and so much more satisfying than all that chunk that I used to eat as much as I want as I wanted. Now I eat my three meals a day. I enjoy those meals thoroughly, and maybe have a snack. You know, I, I still don't eat sugar. I don't eat flour. I have a digital scale in my kitchen that helps keep me honest because digital scales don't really lie. The other kind of scales you can kind of lean to the left or the right and change the <laughs> Change the weight a little bit, or the way it looks. So I'm very grateful um, that uh, there's the possibility of friendship. I mentioned that you know it's hard for someone who's who's a pretty intense addict to have friendships, but I see little kernel, you know, little possibilities coming about um, of of, of friendships that I might form and um, satisfying relationships. Um, Today I have to avoid uh, self-pity self-seeking motives, selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, fear, these are things that I have to stay away from, and I ask God to help me. You see, um, I was freed from some terrible uh, addiction, food addiction, and uh, I got free with the help of a higher power, but not so that I can go worship something else, like gambling, or or women, or (laughs) something else instead of food. Um, It's like I have to you know, be thankful that I've got this higher power to help me, and my job is to do whatever I possibly can one day at a time to do what I think that higher power wants me to do. So I pray and meditate each morning for about half an hour. I have a number of prayers that I say. I mentioned the third step, the seventh step prayer, Roseanne's prayer. Um, it says in the big book, it's easy to rest on our laurels. You know, um, we're headed for trouble if we do. So I constantly do need to ask to, to look inward and see what my motives are, and um you know i just uh, i used to read the promises and be like wow could that possibly happen and now like i'm going to read through it i think i have it right here in front of me we are we are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness we will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door and we will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace no matter how far down the scale we have gone we will see how our experience can benefit others the feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear we will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitude and outlook of, uh, upon life will change. Uh, fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. We'll intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. We'll suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. It's like, it's amazing. This, this thing actually works. We've got something that works here. And um, I, um, I guess I, I could just, uh, you know, rave about it. But it's, 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 it's really kind of weird how, like, I'm just not interested in food and other problems that I have. I kind of have a system now. It's like, oh, yeah, my, my God, instead of telling, uh, like the saying, instead of telling um, God how big your problems are, why don't you tell your problems how big your God is? And uh, <laughs> it's like, that, that it's a confidence that I walk with now. And you know what? If I try to do the right thing, if I... Got to seek God's will for me and say that I will be done many times during the day. Like I've got a lot of strength behind me, you know. I've got you guys. I've got everyone else in twelve-step programs. I've got religious people all around that are, you know, striving, and then all kinds of other forces that can't be seen. Um, uh, there's a quote that comes to my mind that I really like uh, that Einstein said. He said, "Not everything uh, that um, counts can be counted." And not everything that can be counted it counts. So it's like you know this unseen, you or know, sometimes seen God, this higher power, it's at work. And if I do right by the, the God of my understanding, things just tend to go well. They tend to work out. So right now we're in this crisis. You know what's going on with this? You know I'm not going to try to explain it. But I, I, I believe that um, underlying there's a lot of goodness and love. And that's the God of my understanding. And, that things will work out, and, you know, I know in some cases, uh, crisis comes, crisis comes really because something has to change. And, um, you know, I, I don't really know, but may- maybe something had to change and, and this is going to bring about some change that needs to happen. And, and, and in some ways it's, uh, it's the less painful path, even though it certainly doesn't look that way for people that are suffering and, uh, having family members that are dying. I, and I don't know, but I do know that, um, know what does God want me to do now he wants me to try to be positive and constructive and uh, be a part of the solution and that means I have to stay away from things like um, you know fear doubt intense insecurity anger rage blaming scapegoating um, result which often results in violence to others (laughs) these things create additional problems for me and in the world around me so my job is to be kind and helpful to others wherever I can and try to alleviate uh, hunger, pain, suffering. And I want to keep my immune system well. I was writing today, so I've got some extra writing here. But it says, eat well, get rest, and practice. Well, for me, you know, I'm a yoga person, so practice yoga or some other form of safe exercise. This will build the strongest immune system within us and also prepare us to do our part and build, in the building of something, that, something new that lies ahead. I mentioned earlier that yoga has become a huge part of my life. That's what I do for a living. And, um, you know, yoga means yoke. Well, what is yoke? You know, it's about union. Yoke means union. Union with what? It's union with God. <laughs> so that's why it works very well for me. It's like that, the 12 steps, my, my religion. Um, I just feel like they all kind of work together. And so I want to, you know, associate with people that are trying to, um, you know, my my teacher my my uh, teacher said, "Company is stronger than willpower." So if you want to go to a certain destination, get with other people that are going the same direction because you'll get there much faster. So um, you know, I uh, a couple of prayers that I'll, I'll share if I still have. A, oh, you, you got a couple of. Yep. Yeah, you got I five, mean, five minutes. Five minutes, okay. So here's here's a uh, couple of prayers that I'll throw out, and then closing words, and uh, you know. Um, so here's a long version of the serenity prayer that I, that's really helped me over time, and I love it. It's God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference, patience with the changes that take time, gratitude for all that I have, tolerance for those with different struggles, and the strength to get up and try again one day at a time. It's a good reminder that other people suffer from things that I don't suffer from, and I should have tolerance. Listen, not everyone's a compulsive overeater. I understand compulsive overeaters very well, but I don't understand drug addicts and alcoholics and and some other addictions, but people have all kinds of addictions. People are addicted to to power and all kinds of variations, but um, how can I help those people? How can I be helpful? Here's another prayer that I saw in one of our um, books. uh, Actually, some of you may recognize it, but it's a Sanskrit proverb and this helps me too and it's, uh, I think it's so important right now For it just tells me what to do and that's focus on this day so here's the, uh, the proverb it says look to this day for it is life the very life of life in its brief course lies all the realities and verities of existence the bliss of growth the splendor of action the glory of power for yesterday is but a dream and tomorrow is only a vision but today well lived makes every yesterday a dream of happiness, and every tomorrow a vision of hope. Look well, therefore, to this day. So that prayer kind of says it all. It's like the way we say it in program is one day at a time. You know, one day at a time. It's all about just focusing on today, doing all that I can um, for my recovery and to be helpful to the people that God has put in, in my life and in my on my path. And, um, you know, I just hope I continue, and uh, it's just a beautiful life that this program has given me, and and without it, you know, I was really going nowhere, and I was kind of hurrying there. So, um, I think I've covered the territory, and it's unlike me to stop talking until I'm absolutely, you know, I usually take every last morsel, I mean, every last second. (laughs) Something about moving my mouth. If I can't eat, then at least I'm moving my mouth in some other way. But I think I'm gonna I'm gonna you know, this change is possible, so I'm gonna say thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna end my sharing and I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys uh, have to say and thank you for, for listening. Thank you. Thank-